gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. How dare you? How dare you start it like that? Everything we told you were against. <laughs> Mouth noises, Rocky. You're supposed to be our guest. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, my name is Ian, and with me, as always, go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. God damn it! I have Paul Damien with me. Say say something. Yeah. And I also have Kenny with me. Hey. Hey. Hey-o. Guys, we have our guest with us, Rocky. He's drinking. Go ahead and gulp that shit down. How is it? It's not that good. <laughs> You're still drinking it, though. <laughs> he, got, he got Mystery Fanta. Um, do you want something else? I can get you something else. Yeah, there's two other Gatorades in that fridge. Water sounds All cool. Blue. Okay, I'll get you water. Okay. All right. You guys talk amongst yourself while I go get Rocky water. All right. We're all going to sit quietly until you come back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks, buddy. You have to ask me like a child. Every time you, you want, want a sip. Daddy Ian. <laughs> Can I have a sippy whippy? Daddy chill. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about Spirited Away this week. Uh, what what year did this originally come out? I didn't even fucking 2001? Yeah, that 2001, sounds right to Even me. here in America, in the U.S.? I thought I it know. was late 90s. Honestly, Let's, you're probably... Well, that, I think... In the U.S., it was 2001. Real quick, go to Spirit Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just check out some Spirit Halloween. It said 2001 up there. Yeah, it did say 2001. Look, they're apparently showing it at the draft house. Yeah, Amber was talking about on it. The she was like, oh, it's on the 27th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went, yep, Japan, 2001. I went to Ace Mart right before this to go get some fucking supplies for the house. And uh-huh. the, the two girls behind the counter noticed my tattoo, and they're like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a Spirited Away tattoo. And I'm like, that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what we're talking about this week. Um, you guys have all seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. I, I have not. This was my first time seeing this movie. Oh, really? Um, Rocky, let's start with you. When was the first time you saw this movie, do you think? Man, I was probably uh, like middle school. I do you think say? you just probably saw it in 2001? No. <laughs> yeah, probably, right? Like 10 years old, 10 to, 50, like 10 to 12, something like that. Do you remember the conditions on how you saw it? I think my parents. So this, on hold on, TV. real quick. This mic is a little bit quieter than ours, so you're gonna have to probably talk like directly. Oh, like this, right yeah. over here. I think my parents got it on DVD. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because this movie, I mean, it was it was a big deal when it came out. Yeah, and I watched it once or twice, and then uh, my nephew came over, and he was five years younger than me. He was needed something to entertain himself, so I put it on. And <laughs> like thirty minutes in, he was like. Hey, Rocky, can I watch something else? It's kind of <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> God damn it. What about you guys? When was the first time you guys saw this movie? Uh, I probably saw this movie like 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. Um, and it was just because you're like, this is one of those movies that like is a popular anime and everyone should see? or No, it's because uh, a girl I liked wanted uh, me to watch it. Damn. 
What about you, Kenny? What is it? What a fucking <laughs> simp, bro. I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> right fucking simp, bro. Uh, no, I don't know. I saw it somewhere between Toonami airing it on, on Cartoon Network at night and show, being shown in school. Because it was like weirdly oh. one of those they, they like put on for us like during like after tax taking tax testing or whatever you know yeah. they would literally play that movie and so i remember literally sitting in class and watching the whole thing so somewhere between those i experienced the whole film you know yeah because uh, i definitely think i saw bits and pieces of it when i was watching it on tv you know yeah for sure but it's always just been one of those that exactly is so important to the the world that it belongs to that it's like i feel like it's unavoidable and that's why i think it's incredible that you've managed to go so long without ever having you know seen it yeah i mean i just don't watch a whole lot of movies honestly but um yeah so this was my first time watching it um it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. it was not at all what i expected it to be i expected something more adventurous i thought like the train ride with no face was like fucking like minute 15 you know what i mean and like it was just a whole sprawling thing from Mm -hmm. there yeah i just i i thought that this was something much bigger and grander i didn't realize that we would be in like a like a bathhouse like the majority of the movie you know but oh i think because this movie is to me more to earth like mm-hmm. more grounded than studio ghibli's other movies i feel like i like this movie more than their other movies really? and i'm not like the biggest studio ghibli fan in general though yeah so i mean like i don't really care um but this i i love this movie i really do really really like spirited way yeah the this movie is pretty magical um immediately it has like a like an anti Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe mm-hmm. going on where she's not at all curious. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> at all want to go into this mystical world. She's being forced into it by her third party parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, she's no, off. come on. She said, fuck that. Did you guys all watch it in English? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. But I have seen it in both at this oh. point. Um, yeah. I watched it in English too. Um, I really liked the acting. The, uh, she, what is her name? Chihiro? Chihiro. Yeah. yeah. She's played by the same uh, little girl. I mean, a little girl at the time, but as Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, and amazing. they were up against each other at the Academy Awards. Oh, no. Spirited Away and Lilo and Stitch. She, she was bound to win. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I know. Two of the biggest animated movies of that year. Um, but then Haku is played by fucking Max from a goofy movie and, and all of that shit. He's played by, who else does he play? He's in Boy Meets World. He's in a he's a long time voice actor, and that's where it kind of stumped me. Was that you look at the other Studio Ghibli movies that I guess get relocalized after this one so big? Yeah, and they have like Christian Bale and Claire Danes and mm. you know just all these big name actors, and this one doesn't really have that. Like Michael Chiklis plays the dad, but that's you know he's not super notable other than the shield and playing the thing yeah. in the fantastic four movie. So it's just like, and it's not like he has a lot of lines in the movie. I mean, he does. Yeah, exactly. He's in the beginning and end. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all heard, but the guy who directed the voice acting was, oh, I can't remember his name. John Lasseter. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait, what were you going to say? Uh, the guy who directed Toy Story. Right? Yes, yeah. So they so, got some Disney voices in there. Yes, yeah, that's why we have the fucking guy who plays Ham as one of the 
the fucking uh these gross frog people yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the fucking gro- yeah exactly <laughs> um but anyway yeah john lasseter who longtime pixar head um he fucking he's the one that went to japan and asked to like localize this movie in america because for a long time it was the prices were either so steep or they ghibli would just say no because and when he had such bad experiences beforehand with, with the whole Harvey Weinstein nonsense with exactly. uh, were they the Wind Warriors yeah <laughs> and Fucking, things like that so yeah um, when they localized um what is that movie called Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind they they changed the whole vibe into like something more He-Man-ish have you seen Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind? No, I haven't. Oh, really? okay. okay, dang. I was going to say that we should watch the Wind Warriors trailer because it's so good. They, it, the, the vibe that they tried to put out on the localization was vastly different than if you actually watched the film. So it's like almost insulting. And I think they even reworked the movie to try to have yeah. give it more of that vibe, right? They tried to make it more action-based. So they basically took a Studio Ghibli film and were like, we're going to chop it up and make it this action-cool thing. And obviously that did not sit well. And yeah, so when, especially with... Oh, the the fucking writer and director of this movie, how hey, Hayao mm-hmm. Miyazaki, is that yeah. how you say his name? Yeah. Regardless, yeah, he was the one that was like, nope, never again. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, this shit so again. disrespectful. Well, yeah. <laughs> when they sent Princess Mononoke, supposedly he sent a sword, right? Yeah. That said no cuts. Yeah. He sent <laughs> a, a katana to Harvey Weinstein and he was, and he was like, this time no cuts. <laughs> or I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> so we oh actually... A little background, Rocky. We actually did an episode on that movie, yep. Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind, but we lost the episode. I lost oh. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't so trying to blame d- you, though. No, yeah. <laughs> but that's why we're backtracking on all this information is because, yeah, we had a whole episode about all this shit and then gone Just to the gone wind. gone to the ether. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Spirited Away, this is, I think, the first big-time Ghibli movie in America mm-hmm. where it refocalized Ghibli for an American audience. And it makes sense. This movie is um, a sight to behold, I think. You want some water, Rocky? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're staring at it. (laughs) You didn't say, please, daddy. Yeah. Hungry, daddy, hungry. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Instant, but thirsty. Thirsty, daddy, thirsty. I'm thirsty. No, this movie obviously just hit America just right Mm -hmm. in the way that it came. And it's interesting that it, it seems to have been localized the same year that it came out it doesn't seem like there was a long period of time between them so i'm curious of how that even happened which is was maybe like right as it like premiered in japan they were like fuck we need this shit in america right fucking now you know like i'm so curious how that happened but it's like they knew this was going to be that that perfect recipe or like uh where nausicaa and princess mononoke were like leading up to it this was them like firing on all cylinders and like hitting that that perfect mark that would you know g- get western culture as involved you know yeah and i think alice in wonderland is the perfect comparison of what this movie mm-hmm. is like exactly a twisted version of you know it has some of the same elements but you're right we don't have the curious hero character to fall along with we have fucking chihiro who at the very beginning of this movie is a spoiled brat who's kind of a pain in the ass to have to listen to because she's just constantly whining you know but i think her character development through the movie is fantastic you know i think she's something that for the age that this movie was aimed at is a great yes character to follow along with for this story much more realistic you know yeah i read that miyazaki was ready to shelve this movie or because they haven't they hadn't started you know animation cells any or any of that shit yet 
But this idea, he was ready to shelve it until he met with a friend and saw his daughter like sullenly just walking around, just like bored out of her mind. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's the character. That's the main character of the movie. Like, because he had all this bathhouse idea and no face and all this shit sitting in the back of his head. He didn't know who the main character was until he saw that little girl. And that's what this movie is kind of aimed towards. It's kind of aimed towards the uh, the 10-year-old girl in the, the family, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and it's it's pretty good about keeping that focal. Because Haku, who's like our Peter Pan character, doesn't ever take center stage even in his battles when he's fighting the the paper origami people Mm -hmm. they're always at a distance and you only see them like come fleeting by for a second you don't really get to see the action he's never like the the hero yeah you know what i mean and i think they did a fucking good job with that um let's talk about some of these characters because haku comes out of nowhere he's like you can't be here you know um how do you guys feel about this introduction to the world just him, like, you know, showing like, up and yeah. knowing her. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I, I think, you know, him being probably one of the most kind beings there. True. I think it makes a lot, a lot of sense, especially because he's not the same type of spirit as everybody else. It seems like. Yes. You know, he's he would he's a river spirit. He's both supposed to have more power. You know, and he's more naturalistic. Yeah. Like he's more nature based yeah. rather than like some of these other. Frog people, I guess. I, don't I know. mean, frogs are nature. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, frogs are nature. We should we should make a shirt. Frogs <laughs> are nature, um, and they're gay. And they're, they're gay. Yeah, yeah. we're making gay. all the frogs gay. In the but, Japanese version, his original <laughs> moniker was the the god of the amber river. Oh, instead mm. of being like the embodiment of like the like he just got downgraded to being the river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the English version. True, yeah. Uh, but no, I yeah, he's he's like a more noble spirit. And that's another thing that they don't explicitly say in this realm that they're in is that it must be the afterlife or well, it's, one it's facet the, of the afterlife. It's a spirit world. So uh, they, they say a few things mm-hmm. um, and, and a few things happen that kind of give hints to what's going on. Yeah. So like the, I know the main portal is like through the tunnel that they go through mm-hmm. but there's also another moment where um they're first walking up and the father says like oh i guess they were going to put a river here and oh, they all yeah. cross the river and uh crossing a river is in oh. a lot of cultures is That's so true s- synonymous to crossing into the afterlife or crossing into the spirit world yeah like and there's another like sticks or the nile exactly yeah. yeah and then there's another thing that haku says later on in the movie to Chihiro is uh, he tells her um, is it no it's Kamaji that says it the guy the guy oh, with right. the arms yeah. he tells him like cool the, spider Roshi yeah. Yeah. saying that the, the train used to go two ways but now it only goes one way and it's because like in like a lot of stories that there must there used to be a deeper connection oh, between with the, spirit the, world. the normal world oh. and the spirit world and now that connection's been essentially severed and it's it's so that's why the train only goes yeah. one way. That makes or sense. at least that's my idea of it. You yeah, know? that makes a lot of no. sense. <laughs> 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 no, that makes a lot of sense. No, I, that that's um, it's almost like the humans are neglecting their spirituality, mm-hmm. spirituality, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of symbolized through that idea. 
Um, but yeah, Haku is good out of nowhere. And it seems like he's like a triple agent. He's like working for both witch sisters in weird ways or or like stealing the thing from one witch sister to give to in quotes give it to the other witch sister, but what was he going to do with it? What was that item anyways? It was a gold seal? Yeah, it was like her magical gold seal. I really think his whole thing was just to try to steal power from Yubaba and Zaniba is what they kind of made a point of. You know, he was working underneath Yubaba to like try to like steal her magical secrets is what it was, you know. And so I really think he was just, they say that he's trying to use them to uh, take control, but I think he was just being manipulated the whole time by the little oh, slug right. that eventually yeah. gets taken out yeah. of him. Because that he was wasn't inside really, of him. Yeah, he wasn't really in control of his actions is what we overall come to find out was that he was being controlled yeah. by the cute little black slug rocky do you think when he stole that gold seal do you think he just swallowed it as a human or as a dragon <laughs> oh god <laughs> he was like this is cool <laughs> just best way to carry it it had to be, be able dragon. to reach with those tiny little arms as a dragon <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love his dragon design though i think it's so yeah, sick and it's... i think oh go on sorry yeah, go ahead uh, i was gonna say it's like a dog mixed with a gecko mixed yeah. with a snake like they, they really worked hard on that yeah, they did. The design for this movie, phenomenal. I'd definitely seen the Witch Sisters before and just been like, wow, they're spooky. Yeah. That's, that's some spooky ladies. Big ol' zit. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Rocky? How do you feel about the whole aesthetic of this movie? Yeah, you picked this movie, you know, for us to watch. What kind of brought you to that, that reasoning? I think the attention to detail is so grand and amazing not only in the the action sequences but also the mundane parts yeah and even the parts that you might not notice like the dad's audi how it has anti-lock brakes yeah, yeah. <laughs> they animate that shit in there <laughs> yeah it's like pushing back on him yeah and the- uh they they animated uh haku whenever she had to put that thing in his mouth and have him swallow it it looked like a dog that she was opening the mouth of yes. like they oh my goodness the and- shadows in this movie are unbelievable especially in the boiler room in my opinion because there's so much light to have to consider from coming off the fire and like how all lights being reflected off all the different things i'm so blown away when i watch this movie because of the attention to the art detail in that regard keeping in mind of every single thing that would have a constantly rotating shadow behind it yeah they're good at doing the spatial awareness the ghibli movies for sure i think more than traditional animation for sure because there's so many cartoons where it's just like I don't know, man, we need a blank background. Or, like, as blank as you can get it. Uh, Well, a lot of modern anime can be that way, too. But I think that's just because it's less of a team working on it rather than attention to detail. You know what I mean? They just don't have the time and the money to pay for that kind of shit. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the spatial awareness of of even lighting is fucking awesome in this movie. Um, There is 3D animation in this movie, which... For a long time, Miyazaki was very against. And that's the reason why he was mm. a little standoffish with Lasseter coming from Pixar, mm-hmm. of all places, <laughs> to come in and yeah. localize this movie. Um, but it, it's mostly used, um, you know, tangentially. It's not ever the focal piece, the 3D animation. And it's, and it's most obvious whenever they're running through the flowers, getting away from the spirits and mm-hmm, stuff like that mm-hmm. that's whenever you see a lot of the 3d animation but look good good yeah, looking movie. It, it feels seamless even still even when it's in there 
Um, I love the fucking beginning of the movie where the dad just decides to go fucking 10,000 miles through the fucking forest for some reason. <laughs> he just gets dad mode, <laughs> for sure. I have four-wheel drive, let's do 80, you know? And, uh, Please clap. <laughs> I feel like the, the intention behind that was that they were constantly, like, pacing the movie to go slow, fast, slow, fast, to, like, yeah. keep you on your toes the whole time, for sure. That's one thing about Ghibli movies, for sure, is that there is so much slow that you don't know how you're supposed to be taking the movie in. Because, like, this isn't a natural three-act structure. This is, like, a nine-act structure. Mm-hmm. It feels like multiple mini-stories kind of, like, yeah, put together. It's, uh, it's um, interesting in that way. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's always just really intrigued me about this movie, I'm just curious what y'all's opinion on it, is obviously they make a fucking huge deal about Chihiro being human and being mm. there. Oh. But then, like, what the fuck is Lin? You know what I mean? Is she a spirit? Is she like a dead human? Like there's several other characters. Obviously there's the fucking frogmen, mm-hmm. but there are other characters like Lynn we see that don't seem to be less than human. Like what is she what is she in all of I this mean, deal, she could you know? just be some kind of like Haku where she can take a human form. Oh, interesting. Know? Well, all the women have like overly stretched faces, mm-hmm. and I think Lynn's was just like the least stretched. But all the other women also have like these weird dots above their eyes, right? Yeah. And Lynn like, has that's not their eyebrows, just yeah. above that. Yeah, and it, Lynn doesn't have any of those extra features. It might also be outside the realm of that hard world building, <clears throat> where they they just think these are the three main characters that we're going to follow. We need to make them look aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, they yeah. need to True. look human. <laughs> that's, that's a fair. good call. Um, do you think they're there forever? The frogmen and the ladies. Yeah, like, do they age? Or are they do just they perpetually mate? stuck forever? Do they have children? Like, what? Like, I mean, they care about gold. They that That's true. They, they have aspirations. Yeah, yeah, what are they spending this money that they're, like, thriving so hard to get on? You and, know what I mean? And you know what? Miyazaki probably knows all those answers, but he is not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he purposely leaves that open so that you're just sent with a, a sense of wonder. The, the yes. whole way of watching through this. <laughs> Like, Lynn wants to get on the train and go somewhere? Yeah, where is that train Oh, she wants to go live with Xena the Warrior Witch. Oh. (laughs) I had had a joke where the Zenibaba? Zeniba. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Xena the Warrior Witch, and then uh, Yubaba was uh, the, what is it, the Baba Yaga? (laughs) Baba Yaga. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) It actually tracks, yeah. Um, Yubaba's aspirations are peculiar what did she wants what does the gold seal do and she power she sent haku to go get it is it almost like what no face can do which is just make gold but then we find out it's fake Fake gold gold. it's just a magic item yeah i think it's just power yeah um so i i I believe that that that's what got the slug out of haku was the the gold gold seal? seal Yeah. Oh, you, so you think the slug was already in Haku? Oh, yeah, because that's yeah. how Yubaba was controlling it. Yeah, and I think he stole it probably knowing already. Like, he probably stole it for Yubaba, but he probably had in mind that he could get the slug out. Do you think there was ever a moment where Haku knew that Chi- Chihiro would be able to save him? And that's why he saved her? Well, okay. Here's the other thing. Oh. She's he's the spirit of the of the river, mm-hmm. the Kohaku river, the Kohaku river, right? And we see at one point that he had previously saved her when she was younger, when she lost her shoe in the river. Mm-hmm. 
that should have been the opening of the movie. We should have just seen them at that age, her losing the, the shoe, and then somehow her being completely safe afterwards. And then we see Black, and then we open up, and then it's modern day, and we see her in the back of the car. That way it sets it up in a better way of just, like, they have a connection, and it's paid off better than just, like, oh, you were the river the whole time. Remember that river that I'm just now showing you right now at the end of the movie? You saw slight flashes of it before? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that that would have paid it off a little bit better, and I think that that would have been kind of cool. But then we see that... You know, because of that, he's like, I always knew you, you know, you, I've known you forever or whatever, or since you were young. Um, I wish there was something that was like more evident in their connection other than just he saved her from getting her shoe that one time. From nearly drowning. Yeah. One time when she was little. That's true. Like, I don't, it I could don't find it necessary, though. That's true. But yeah. it, it at the end, it pays off like a revelation. Yeah. yeah. And Fair that's enough. where I'm like make it more implanted into the story, I think. Or at least the sequence of events of you showing them to us. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, before they started working on the animation, he, uh, Maz, uh, what's his name? Uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Was going over the the um, Storyboard? storyboards with the team and everything, and they clocked it at over three hours long. <laughs> it's still a long movie. Like, yeah. It's it's a plenty long movie. And I'm sure that a lot of that was just aesthetic that they had to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was... There, Scenery. He was talking... He talked about it. I'm, like, recording something over here. Um, he talked about it, and he was like, there was whole story beats that I had to cut that I loved so much, but it just didn't seem feasible to have a three-hour, you know, animated film. Kids movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Would you guys like to see a three-hour version of this movie? As Actually, an adult. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, because like I felt like two hours was still kind of pushing. This movie's kind of long. Um, as much as I do really like this movie and appreciate this movie, two hours is pushing it for me. I, I agree. It's like two hours and 12 minutes. It, though, I don't know if I'd make any cuts with what's left of N- the movie. Yeah. I think the movie is solid how it is. I don't... I, I couldn't see them adding another hour to the movie and me giving a shit because we don't know what that hour is i I say release the miyazaki (laughs) i don't wish that it we only had the full three-hour version but it would be interesting to see what was left on the cutting room floor you know what that story that extra story is because he is such a good like small story writer in Mm. my opinion he's so good at bringing these like well, exactly. small characters in big, big fantasy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's just it's just a few characters taking a shit a few minutes at a time. <laughs> That'd be badass. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> what if when he was cutting the storyboards, he took a katana to it and goes, oh, cuts. <laughs> he's like, only I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what if, a, that's what he meant. Yeah. Right? He's like, I, when he sent the katana, uh, he, he doled it. So he's like, no more cuts. Yep, you can't cut nothing no it's more. Dull. I already broke the katana. <laughs> What if you made a home cut, Paul Damien? You made a cut to this movie, made it a little bit shorter, made it like an hour and thirty, and then you got a katana in the mail. <laughs> I, I would probably do it to more of his movies, <laughs> so, so you he could, could get yeah, more katanas. He's be sending me badass, authentic katanas. Fuck yeah, dude! Is katana plural just katana? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, they're katana nanas. I don't know how things get pluralized in Japanese. <laughs> That's also yeah. a good call. 
Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about Spirit of the Way. And we're back. Whoa. I love me. I love him. Here's your virgin card. So, yeah, explain that card. What the fuck is that? It's a a card that they give you in Pokemon. Instead of an energy card, which is kind of annoying because I like new energy cards, and sometimes they give you, like, really cool ones. Um, But they give you a V-Star card because they know everybody who plays Pokemon is a virgin. (laughs) And especially Rocky. (laughs) I told you I don't play. <laughs> yeah, I don't play anymore. anymore. <laughs> Ever since he lost his virginity, he's not allowed to. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, I think you have to use it in order to like do V Star Pokemon. I don't fucking. Know. Can I see it? I don't play the game. It doesn't have any really information don't. on I it. Know. It just says V Star. How mysterious. Yeah, but I think you have to use it. How the fuck do you to like it? summon a V Star monster? Pokemon oh, so then you go something. through your deck, and then once you pull it out, you shuffle your deck or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I uh, really don't know. You have to be a virgin to understand it. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's why none of us can co- <laughs> grasp the comp. I just collect the cards. I don't play the game. How <laughs> <laughs> many more virgin cards are in this bag? I, I don't know. That's really fucked up of you guys. <laughs> You know, uh, Rocky, you made the joke earlier that it's like gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to gatekeep my virginity for a long time. Oh shit. My uh, choice? I'm just kidding. Until a succubus stole it from me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was pretty sick. Thanks, dog. That was a good toss. I'm like a gambit over here. <laughs> Sorry, I farted. <laughs> um, so Studio Globby has uh, some pretty good movies. Yeah, they're still making, they're still cranking these out, aren't they? Mm-hmm. When Are was they? It, it, I think Miyazaki's still working on Run. I one, think the right? most recent one was that 3D animated one that went straight to HBO Max. The Mary and the Flowers or something. Isn't Not there two one. 3D what? animated ones? It was really? the Witch's Flower. Or uh, like Earwig and something. Oh, <laughs> but Gobstop. Yeah. But she's like a like a singer, or there's a little girl that's a singer or something. Uh, like that? She gets adopted by a witch. Oh, there's always a fucking witch. There's always there? a fucking witch. Those fucking bitches. <laughs> Sorry. And every single movie, Miyazaki's like, this is my last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even before Spirited Away, the one before that, he was like, this is my last one. Here, Rocky, you want some water? Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking at the list right here. There's some I haven't really heard of, like Ocean Waves. Have you guys heard of Ocean Waves? You know, I probably never heard of this one because it's not Miyazaki. I forgot exactly. Nausicaa was their first one. Yeah, Nausicaa was the first one. But that's not the first movie that Miyazaki directed. Yeah, it's just the first Studio Ghibli movie. Right. His first movie was um, the Lupin the Third movie. Oh, my God. It was like Count, or the Castle of Count. Lupin the Third. That was my first Lupin the Third movie I watched. Was it really? Yeah. I went to the public library downtown and rented it. My parents were like, get a book. And I'm like, no. Castle in the Sky. That was his first movie? That one was 86. Let me see. Hold on. No, that's Studio Ghibli. Yeah. I was going to say. That loop in the third movie is probably from the 70s or early 80s. Let me look up. Do you see filmography? Selected filmography. Yeah, Castle of Cagliostro. I can't read it from here. But it's 79. And then Nausicaa was the first Ghibli. And then he did Castle in the Sky, Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Poco Rosco, or Poco Rosso, uh, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. Howl's Moving Castle, 
Um, and then Ponyo, The Wind Rises, and How Do You Live is TBA. To be announced. Interesting. So they are still, he's still going to make another movie. I don't know if it's under the Ghibli banner, but it's, he's, he's working on it apparently. God, I didn't know that about Lupin the Third. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's under the banner. Earwig and the Witch. There it is. Oh, you were totally right. Oh, Goro Miyazaki, is that his son? I believe that's his son, right? Let's find out. A lot of people saw the animation and just immediately went, nope. <laughs> oh, like the movie. Parents. Yeah. Yep. I was like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's his son. Now I remember that fact once I saw the name. Yeah, it looks, can I say right here, this poster looks like Tekken 1. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the yeah. fucking I would cinematics. Really, I would love to watch that movie. I, I would too. We can definitely do it for the podcast. Let's would, watch Tekken. <laughs> we should watch the Tekken anime for <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Uh, if if we do, dude, Rocky, if we do more Ghibli, would you come back? Yeah, I'd come back. Are there Tekken movies? Yeah. Yes. Those exist? Mm-hmm. There's there's a, there's a live action Tekken movie. Oh, shit. That I was going to pitch on doing on the podcast. Is yeah. there? But is there animated ones too? Let's find out. This is... Because <laughs> obviously there's fucking Mortal Kombat movies and there's fucking... Right. I'm Street pretty sure there's Street Fighter movies. Yes. Yeah. No okay, doubt. so they have two live action ones, it looks like. I know one of them was produced... Dude, they did Tekken m- 2? Mostly in America. Yeah, they did Tekken 2. They should have done Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Oh, yeah, yeah like there's just those. There's fucking Blood Vengeance. So it's sort of a movie. Oh. It's a 3D animated movie. It's in the same vein as like the Final Fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, oh, look at this! Wow. From 1998, it's an anime that's an OVA, a two-episode OVA, um, which I, you know, technically makes up a movie. It's literally two episodes, and then it's called Tekken: The Motion Picture, <laughs> the single motion picture. <laughs> All right, I'm pitching that one. You want to watch that one? <laughs> I'd be down. Look how good this looks, though. Tekken Two: Kazuya's Revenge. Survival is no game. Dude, look at how good they look. It looks like a mix of uh, Kung Fu Hustle and uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, it does, yeah. can't tell how serious it's trying to take itself, honestly. Um, also known as Tekken, A Man Called X. Nice. From 2014. Um, I've definitely seen clips from this first Tekken movie, uh-huh. um, and it looks really bad, and I'd love to watch it for the podcast. It's directed by Dwight Little. That's Stuart Little's uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sleazy uh, uncle who does movies. Yes. Uh, Spirited Away. That's the movie we watched. Yeah. What's the witch? What What does the witch want? She just wants power. Yeah. They both just want, you know, when we first see yeah. Zaniba, it's through hologram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> through the paper. Astral projection. Yeah. Through the, the paper plane or the paper person or whatever. Um, and she's mean. The paper astral plane. Yeah. She's mean when she first shows up. She's like very rude. Well, she's and, upset. Yeah. So she's I upset. Mean, and and uh she's making she's making a real big stink. And then when they ride the train and get to her, she's like, Oh no, I'm sweet. I'm a sweet old lady. You want cookie? You want cookies? It's because love, Ian. It's cause love. It's because of love, yeah. It's because of love. She can it's, feel the love. But I, well, I, I figure it's more just because she met um, Chihiro and, like, as the astral projection was like, oh, this is just a kind girl. Uh, okay. And then so, so it, was, which, it was her attitude that changed her. Yeah. Well, not changed her. Oh. I, I don't think she was ever really a bad person. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just that she was upset at Haku. 
mm-hmm. for stealing something from her. And in the spirit world, you fucking you throw down when people steal shit from you, dude. Unless ain't that the truth? Unless there's a sweet little human girl. <laughs> fucking true. So dude. that's why she went from being evil to good. I mean, there was <laughs> no evil. There's no evil in this whole this whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it's more greed, and it's more subjective if you say greed is evil. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, what the fuck is No Face want then? Gr- he's um, he's gluttonous. He's gluttonous he's, it's almost like they're all the fucking different sins. And he's offering mm-hmm. that theme of greed by like, here's gold, and then whenever they take it, he ends up eating them. Yeah, <laughs> or turning it into mud or something. Yeah. The gold. Um, yeah, I mean, do you guys ever do that? Whenever you like, um, whenever I'm hungry, match- I just give gold to people. <laughs> No, but you match someone's tone to you. I have a bad habit mm-hmm. of always doing that. Like, if someone comes at me rude, I'm going to be rude back. Yeah, like immediately. You know? Yeah. You're going to balance the scale. <laughs> and that's kind of what Zaniba did when she first showed up as the astral projection. She's like, oh, y'all fuckers? I'm going to be a fucker then. <laughs> that's kind of how she acted. And you'll... Uh, I noticed while watching the movie, a lot of the characters are very standoffish and very, like... No, we're not friends, but as time went on and mm-hmm. Chihiro proved herself to them, they ended up opening up and becoming friendly. So it's not just mm-hmm. like one of those generic movies where everybody is friendly to the hero just because they're the hero and they recognize it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, and that's such a good point because, yeah, fucking Spider Roshi down <laughs> there in the yeah, boiler Kamaji. room. Yeah, yeah, he's like, get out of here. I yeah. was thinking Eggman. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Eggman. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then same thing with Lynn. Lynn's, when Lynn first meets her, she's like, oh, you're the fucking human that they're all hunting. Get out of here. But yeah. then, like, right afterwards, she's like, oh, you're my little sister. I'm going to protect you, and I'm going to die for you. She doesn't, but that's how she acts. And so that's what makes me wonder is, like, is she was she just putting on a role of, like, oh, I don't give a shit about this human? Because she acts so excited when she gets the job. She's like, you fucking did it. Good job. Mm. And it's like, okay, was that all just her performing before? Because even when Haku does the same thing, he's like, don't talk to me. He's like, yeah. call me Master Haku. And then she's like, is there fucking two of him or something? <laughs> it's like, haven't you noticed everybody's kind of acting like that with you right now? Like standoffish in one way. Maybe it's, that's why it would have been three hours. Maybe yeah. <laughs> there would have had to have been like her having to prove herself to all these people. These different people. Yeah, I kind of would rather have it this way. <laughs> um, but it's also kind of like up until Chihiro shows up, they're just a regularly running machine. Everyone's just operating as usual. And then Chihiro shows up and she's like, oh, but I have motivations and wants and I need to get my parents to stop being pigs. And that kind of like influences them to be like, yeah, yeah, right on, little girl. Let's Let's do that. Let's have ambition. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good call. I never would have thought about it like that because exactly as soon as she gets there, it's like a whole wrench in their entire fucking system that is stuff that's not even totally like based on her, like the giant sludge monster showing up and no face coming in because it's like, would they have known better than to let him into the building if they would have seen him? Like, would anybody else have been like, oh, no, stay out in the rain, you creepy fucking thing? Yeah. You know, I would have imagined anybody working there would have been like, yeah, come in. You know, so that's something that gets put on her. But would that have been, you know, any different? I, yeah. I think it would have been different because No Face only really goes to the bathhouse because he sees her. When he sees her That's across right, the, bridge, the bridge, he's like, oh, I'm going to follow but you. But we see him like essentially exiting the bathhouse at that point, too. He is walking what away What if he's just being it. turned away, though? That's true. Yeah. Like Maybe they denied him at that moment. Do we see the black shadowy people in the bathhouse, or is it only like weird like fungus or radish people that we see getting bathed? <laughs> 
the you know what I mean? spirit. Because, yeah. like, we don't, I don't think we see any of the translucent shadow people in the actual bathhouse. And that's probably the ones that they're like, no, we don't serve you. You're not Go. solid enough. <laughs> <laughs> the water will just run right through. <laughs> Um, I liked it whenever the water spirit showed up. Yeah. And he came in as the... The sludge monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. classic Miyazaki shit where he's like, oh, humans were the were the trash that's ruining the water. The water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look exactly. at all of our trash that's in, stuck in this Clogging water spirit. Clogging up the spirit in yeah, this river. How'd you guys feel about whenever his uh, old man face showed up on the screen? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Nightmares. <laughs> kind of like a jump scare. <laughs> Can I look it up? Yeah. I'll look at it again. <laughs> One of the things about that whole scene, though, is the is the sounds. I love how that entire scene sounds, the rushing of the water. But when she finally that? pulls the last part of the fishing line out, and you get the... And then she's yeah. Psh, ah. <laughs> And then we get that. And she's like, hey, thanks, little girl. <laughs> he looks like... Um, he looks like fucking the, the Dracula armor from... Oh. You know yes. what I'm talking oh, about? God. He's cool. He looks like he'd be a dragon. He's so gross. <laughs> that's so that's so true. Reminds me of Sergio looking at a <laughs> toucan without a bill. <laughs> like everybody, oh god. That's right. I remember that. This is what he reminds me of. The oh. sinewy like muscle. But yeah. <laughs> He's the oldest being alive. He's I, I guess water personified. Mm-hmm. He's a he's another like river spirit. Yeah, but he's like a like a bigger river. He's yeah. like Haku's dad. Yeah, <laughs> great great granddad. <laughs> but he reminds me of like the characters in um, Breath of the Wild. Oh right, and stuff like that, or or, or like uh, they were like prophets or what are they the called? Monks. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, monks. monks. Yeah. And like like in Inuyasha, they would have monks like this. They oh. would look like this. I so mean, wrinkly. It just, yeah, it just reminds well, because they would like mummify themselves while praying. But they'd be still alive? Yeah, they would, they would, through like, prayer, they're still alive. They would bury themselves and like pray and stuff like that and essentially die while praying. That sounds cool as yeah. hell. Um, I like when he looks like this. He looks like fucking... It's rad. Uh, j- uh, Pizza the Hut. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the brown hut. Pizza the Hut. It's like Kirby ate some mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he honestly looks adorable right here. It was hard for me to be disgusted by him because... he looks so cute. I thought he was cute the whole fucking time. And everyone's like, oh, stinky. He's so yeah. stinky. Well, you can't smell him. Look, someone, someone made a physical it. version of him. <laughs> You can't smell Whoa. him through through the screen. Yeah, they, so. Miyazaki's been hard at work at Smell-O-Vision for the past. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's taking so long for One him. One day. It looks like a bunch of Play-Doh snakes. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> the physical. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is speed. just a bunch of Play-Doh snakes. <laughs> nice poop. Good looking guy. Is that the... But like even the radish spirit helps her yes. at a, in a moment, you know. Like Len warns her not to look him in the eye, but he literally makes sure she gets off on the right stop on the elevator and then goes on his merry way. So it it, it is a weird mixture of like, it seems like there are characters that are just like kind enough to be willing to help, but it's hard to discern which are going to be the the good characters. And it turns out, you know, Big Boob Radish Spirit is the uh, is the good one. They really didn't have to put his nipples that close together. No, <laughs> It could have been like, it's hidden underneath his it mustache. It turns out frog people suck. That's it. <laughs> yeah, frog people kind of suck. You know, the little green frog, he reminded me of a Kermit. He even, I feel like he was doing a little bit of a Kermit impression. Mm. Um, a lot of the design in this is very reminiscent of Pokemon. Yeah. Like, this looks like an abandoned Pokemon, the Radish Spirit. Dude, that should be a Pokemon. Radishmon. Yeah. That's, yeah, if he was a Digimon, for <laughs> Rad- sure. Radishmon. <laughs> sure. 
he would need to be wearing like a cool spiky vest to be a Digimon, but you know, and have sunglasses, yeah, <laughs> big angel wings <laughs> for no reason. Um, but the how do you guys feel about the giant baby? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the baby symbolizes in this movie? Baba Yaga's son or daughter, just Bo, child, Baba Yaga's child, right? Yes, how do you guys feel Envy. about Ba? Ba. Is that what his name is? Bo? Oh. I think it was a way to uh to show off both greed and identity in, in the themes mm. of the movie. How she's so greedy that she doesn't really pay attention to him. She just like throws him in a room with a bunch of pillows. That's true. But then how everybody like there's a loss of identity with her parents and her losing her name and Haku losing her name and then right. the kid changes and she doesn't even recognize him. She's like, get that rat out of here and he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? And he looks like a tiny hippopotamus. I think he looks so cute. Yeah. We're talking about cute. When him and the bird get transformed, I understand obviously him having a quirky personality as the mouse, but it was like, why did the bird become such a cute little nice little thing too? You know? That was like Baba Yaga's mini me. The <laughs> they probably just enjoyed that life more than how your Baba was. Because like as a baby, um, like as a giant baby, like like Rocky said, he was stuck in the room all the time. Is he perpetually but as a, mouse, a giant baby? As a mouse, he was able to fucking explore, do whatever he wants. He could go to places he's never been before. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mosquito, I don't, I don't fucking know about the mosquito. <laughs> the bird, maybe, maybe hungry your Baba was hungry. a Sorry. was a bitch <laughs> to the bird. <laughs> your stomach's growling. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Is he stuck perpetually a baby? Is it one of those things going back to those kind of questions? Miyazaki knows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think, think it matters. I, I think really what think it is. That matters. It, uh, I agree. But I think it's also like you treat a person like a baby, they're going to act like a baby. And it's also kind of that ide- idea mixed with, you know, like the, the snake's only going to get as big as its tank is. You know what I mean? The the aquarium that you leave it in. You know what I mean? So it's almost like the baby is growing to the space that she gives it. And it also shows that he's just a big baby. You know what I mean? True. But yeah, he even learns a lesson through loss of identity that you have to be good. And it's almost like Zaniba took away their evil when she shrunk them into the little mouse and the little mosquito. Or a hummingbird. I don't think they were evil. Maybe they just got That's humbled. True. Nobody because was evil. Yeah, they They're were stuck. humbled. They were like, oh, shit, I need to act right if I want to get what I want now. It, Paul Damien, you have a running theory that there is no bad guys in a lot of these Miyazaki movies. There's really not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't feel like anybody in this care in this whole movie you can call evil or even really, like, bad. You know, they do stupid things or they're a little rude at times, but they're not really bad. They're not you antagonists. Know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's no real antagonist. The The antagonist to this story is the same as the protagonist. Mm. You know, she's working against herself as much as she's working towards, like, for herself. Right. You know, and eventually she just has to get over her own self to get out. Right. You know, you she has think, to grow as a person. You don't think Yubaba's the bad guy? No, I don't think Yubaba's a bad guy. If you guy. had to point out a bad guy, it would have to be Yubaba. But yes. there is times where Yubaba and Chihiro are aligned. Yeah, working and on together. the same team. But it is Yubaba that is preventing Chihiro from, I guess, her final goal, which is taking her parents home. Yeah. But Yubaba still learns a lesson at the end of the 
movie through her her baby huge yeah. baby so it's like yeah i, I agree like yeah. yubaba is just essentially i know she's a witch but mm. she's a businesswoman she's essentially <laughs> just playing her role in what seems to be the spirit world or the afterlife yeah. you know she's not she's not conquering the world she's not being overtly evil she's kind of just playing her role i mean maybe she's going a little further than she should but i wouldn't consider her evil because even when zaniba talks about her she doesn't like oh my sister fucking sucks i forget what she even complains but she more is just like oh she's always been greedy or something like that it's really a throwaway of like oh she's always had that problem she's not like oh she's the greatest evil in the land or something she's never painted exactly as like an absolute but evil i I feel like in these movies the the point isn't if there's a good person or a bad person good and evil right i think the point of this movie is finding the good in everything that you can because yeah. and that's what happens you find it in the baby you find it in haku you find it in yababa zaniba yeah. you know every Zeni character Bubu. yeah any character that shows a, a hint of Zimbabwe. being bad they get a turnaround yes you know that's true and except, except for the little frog zero. he's he's a complete asshole. yeah he's a complete piece of shit he just yeah, swims away at the end <laughs> after he's <asshole>. thrown up <laughs> so the most i think iconic or uh yeah the most iconic image of this movie is um chihiro and no face sitting on the train together Mm -hmm. i've seen that on t-shirts on notebooks on book bags on everything um that's like a fucking couple of seconds in this movie like Mm -hmm. it's not really it's interesting to me that that's a focal point of like showing people this movie when i'd argue i think fucking the dragon is more interesting to look at or the giant water spirit covered in muck is more interesting to look at. But I think no face is mm-hmm. what people want to look at the most. Yeah. And that's kind of, other than him floating outside of the bathhouse a couple of times, that's kind of the best image of seeing him and the main character next to each other. You know what I mean? Definitely. I can see that. And I think people like really attach themselves to that whole the aesthetic of that whole train ride like it really slows the movie back down we get the beautiful score and imagery that makes you know miyazaki films what they are you know and so i think that's just like a a highlighted moment of just beauty that that movie has to offer we get you know all the sequences outside the train we get to see the other stops you know with some of the best score Mm -hmm. this movie could have ever possibly had just pasted right over it so it really is like a moment that takes a breath from all this exciting shit we've just gotten away from so i do see the beauty that people stick to that moment and and you're right visually you know to have them sitting on the train is just like that's that that's that it you know mm-hmm. it's that uh that oprah shot you know it's also true it's also very symbolic of her journey oh true film, you know and sure, i, I feel like i don't know i feel like that photo is isn't necessarily more for people to draw people in but more for people who already appreciate it you know what i mean that's a good call what do yeah. you think rock i agree <laughs> <laughs> with all of it (laughs) um no face is a really cool design Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel bad whenever chihiro doesn't take his gold and he starts like frowning he's like oh he has hair it starts to show a change in his character going Mm -hmm. from you know this uh opulent hazard i don't want to say bad guy but hazard and turning into something that realizes like oh there's more important things to some people than this greedy or this this greed really do you think he's like um if we 
it's it's wrong of us to keep doing this, but do you think like uh, appointing meaning to like deep or more obvious meaning to a lot of these things? But do you think he's a spirit that has been a spirit for so long that he forgets mm-hmm. what it it's like to you know take a bath or eat? You know what I mean? When they talk about him, they, it's like they're putting him in a class and not so much a name. They're like, oh, he's a no-face, as if there's a lot of them that are like that. And exactly, it's like, what has caused them to be these, like, exiled spirits? Is it well, just I, that they've gone too long? I think whenever he he doesn't become, like, show any really bad signs of anything until he swallows the frog. I was about to say that. And oh, he he right. starts to take on the identity he, of those other characters. He's like, he's a Kirby. He's a, mm. he's a, he's a ghost Kirby, you know? So he just takes on the identity and the features of that creature. And so that frog was obviously very greedy. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe he was gluttonous as well. So do you think all the frog people and all the maidens and even all the pigs are just lost people and not so much souls that Yubaba has transformed into these uh, workers? Maybe. For eternity, for as long as the passageway has existed? Potentially people who lose their uh, lose their names or you mm-hmm. know probably just a bunch of frogs. She's turned into people? semi-humanized yeah. forms to like that, you were bidding for. You know? So the green one's a baby. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's a brand new frog. <laughs> no, that He's, was the first experiment. Exactly, that was the first experiment. She got it to walk and talk around like a human, but not look like one. Yeah, she never quite got that right. Yeah, Lynn was the best. Yeah, this movie's a fucking, it's an adventure. And I I mean, I would recommend it to anybody in the sense of like, see this movie, enjoy the visuals and the aesthetic and the sounds that it creates because there's very few that have ever competed with it. You know, I really believe this was both Ghibli and Miyazaki firing on all cylinders. You know, the best they probably ever put out in a way. You know what I thought it was? I thought this movie was No Face was the Grim Reaper. And Chihiro, the little girl, before I knew any names or anything, just yeah. the iconography, I thought she had to learn about death. That and, sounds cool as hell. Yeah. yeah. And I thought for a long time, that's what I thought this it's, movie was a huge, let's it was make like it. a Christmas carol, where, but instead of all the three, the three ghosts of Christmas past or whatever, it's just no face. And he's showing her all the different avenues of what death and grief will result to in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I was expecting something huge and grand, but in reality, it is a big fantasy story, but for something so much more interpersonal mm-hmm. for Chihiro and her. It it would have been interesting if, like, in the beginning, her parents turned into pigs, but mm-hmm. they actually died. It's just that oh. she couldn't process it. And yeah. And No Face followed her around for a while until she could finally come to terms with it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds more like a Satoshi Khan movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, you know? True. Yeah, that's well, good. Well, let's make the movie. Yeah, let's, do let's, it. let's dig up Satoshi Khan, have him write it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a Ouija board. <laughs> good call. Um, do you, uh, we rate these movies, Rocky. Uh, is that you, what a ghostwriter is? That's what, <laughs> is when you no. ask the Ouija board to help you. <laughs> hey, I need to bounce some ideas off the Ouija real quick. <laughs> uh, we rate these movies, Rocky, so you can follow our lead. It's not conventional. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I explained it. I over-explained it to Steven, and, and it, <laughs> it wasn't that fun. <laughs> um, but let's, You rate it whatever you feel is appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It okay. can be just about anything, really. Okay, Paul Damien, you want to go first? Have you uh, thought of a sure. rating? Um I'm I'm gonna give it three and a half frog people. 
frog people. Mm-hmm. Shit, didn't fucking No Face eat half of one of them? <laughs> That's why there's three and a half. <laughs> there would have been four, but No Face ate half. All right, Kenny, what do you think? I'm going to give it one big old stinky spirit. <laughs> big old stinky spirit. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give it a five out of five. I love this movie. <laughs> All right, what about you, Rocky? What do you think? I'll give it uh, five Totoros. Five Totoros. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> How many Totoros would you give Totoro? <laughs> Um, probably four Totoros. <laughs> Whoa. Careful. You can't say That's that on this insane. episode. This is the Spirited Away episode, not the Totoro episode. No cuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't cut that out. Uh, Paul Damien, you brought a bunch of Pokemon cards for... Oh, yeah. We have me. other shit to do. Well, kind of Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the, they're, they're digital the, Pokemon cards. Yeah, they're the codes. <laughs> Digital Sorry, Pokemon I... cards. There's got to be at least 150. Oh, that's exciting. Right. Is, that, is that our job is to count them? Yeah, we're going to count them right now. <laughs> oh, you guys want to count them? We're right? not going to count right. them on the podcast. No. One. No, no, no. Oh, look, another V card. Two. Oh, no, six. Nine. nine Twenty. Eleven. Seven. <laughs> Four. Twenty. What happened? You're almost done. No, but there's a shit, there's a shit ton of cards in here. It's kind of obnoxious. Pokemon. It is very obnoxious. I buy a lot of Pokemon cards. We should do... Uh, I should download the... Uh, I'll do it next week, but I should download the Pokemon trading card game, and then every episode we can un- open a pack. Did um, you get any cool cards out here, of those packs? Here, here, Rock. That's for you. There's a hair. Yeah, I was about to say the hair goes for you. Pulling. Rocky, do you play um, the, the trading card game? On, on I did for a while. Kind of sort of not really? Kind of. Uh, okay. Yes. You didn't get the ditto you wanted. But I'm really pissed off because I split those packs with Amber and Amber got the good cards. <laughs> I'm very upset about it. She got all the good cards? Like she, every- got a, she got a, a Dragonite, a V-Star Dragonite. Um, she got a Mewtwo. <gasps> but she got something else. But I was, I was, I was very upset. You didn't get the ditto? No. Side note, Paul? If you have any extra cards that you don't care about, I put all of my extra Pokemon cards in a big tub and I give them out to my students as gifts. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they love it. They don't care what it is. They just want a Pokemon <laughs> card. Yeah, it's just any Pokemon card. Yeah, it can be cool. Dick Slapamon and they're like fucking in it. They don't That's care about a Digimon. I know. I only know Digimon names. I'm sorry. Uh, fuck. What was I going to say? She got the good cards. No ditto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have y'all heard about the new ditto Pokemon Go cards? No. So there's Pokemon... There, it's Pokemon cards, but there's the Pokemon Go versions, and there's some that are ditto, so they'll be like a, a Bidoof. But then at the very bottom, there's a ditto symbol, and you can peel it, and oh. it'll be a ditto underneath. Oh. What? And is it a sticker, though? I don't think it's a sticker. That's what I was wondering. Like, once you peel it, it's done. It's yeah, I think it's probably so done. cool. Yeah, but it's it's a one-time thing. So do you just peel it a little bit, and you're like, yep, that's a ditto. Or do you just never peel it because you know that that ditto is I guess well, it's a you, choice. You yeah. get more than one, then if you, you just got to look for more than one. Well, if you try to go into a competition, they're going to be like, oh, well, this is a ditto. And then you <laughs> get embarrassed. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, that's what that fucking means? <laughs> I guess they're only on Bidoof's. Oh, maybe it's just a trial? Yeah, I think it's just a trial. Wow, so it's really only on Bidoof's. That's honestly such a cool idea. Oh, Amber got that. Uh, got a Charizard. That one as well. Not that the one. radiant. Oh, they are. I think they do have radiant Charizards. Yeah, yeah, that one right there. We're literally. They have radiant it. Charizard, radiant Blastoise, and radiant Venusaur. I love Look at that this the artwork f- is all different. Look at this little fucking mm-hmm. stinker. It's Pikachu wearing a cool cap. That that Mewtwo card right there. Uh-huh. I think it's like eighty bucks. Dang, that's crazy. That's too much money. Unless you get it in a pack. 
I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's worth that much. I know y'all have been seeing the, the stickers that I've been posting, but I'm going to make them stickers. I don't know if I made that clear. Dude, yeah, hell yeah. sick as fuck. Thanks, I love man. them. Um, I'm going to put your Instagram in the show notes of this episode. Right. Everybody go check out Rocky Stickers. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah Rocky Stickers at rockystickers.com. <laughs> exactly. That's not a real plug. <laughs> oh. I was like, I guess I gotta make that. <laughs> He's like, I kind of like it. <laughs> Rocky and I used to do a Pokemon podcast. Mm-hmm. We used to do uh, big on Pokemon, which a good number of people miss. Yeah, we should uh, revive that in some in some way. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, this is this is the first episode back of Big on Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Who watches those big ass Pokemon? Yeah, well, uh, today yeah. we're talking about Pokemon cards. <laughs> Um, actually, just recently, Kenny, it was your birthday. It was my birthday. How old are you now? It was your birthday. I'm, I'm 29. 29. Oh, shit. Feeling fine. Dude. Last year, my youth. Yep. Damn. Yeah, Damn. Rocky and I are both 30. Couple old men. Sucks. Oh, wow. I know, I'm <laughs> not looking forward to it. sucks at the same time, <laughs> and I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did get you some gifts. Okay. Plural? Uh, yes. Plural gifts. Like, Plural? Yeah, like plural. like each gift is plural. Yes, um, I know how proud you are of your Italian heritage. <laughs> so I got you some Italian gifts. Okay, he's very Italian. Mom's yes. spaghetti. It's mom's spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got you some DVDs. Oh, okay. Um, if you guys listened to Kenny's birthday episode from last year, I got him a bunch of Tim and Eric DVDs. Uh, are we running a theme here? Uh, sort of. These are all different though. Oh, okay. These are all movies. I would they're all Italian movies. I would I would compare them to if The Godfather was Italian. Okay. I was wondering okay. how many copies of The Italian Godfather Father. I was getting. Yeah. So, the first movie I have here, and they're all part of a series too. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Is Don John. That's very Italian. <laughs> starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Jul- Julianne Moore. Have you guys seen this movie? No. no. All known Italians. I've heard of it. Have you seen that movie, Kenny? I have seen this movie. It's. I think he's addicted to porn. That's exactly what's going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's a porn addict. I want to watch it now. Um, it's pretty good. So this next movie, uh, I'm very happy to give you that. By the way. I, I love it. This next movie is actually its little known sequel, John Don 2, The Switcheroo. No. Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Scarlett Johansson, and Julianne Moore. How does this exist? That, that looks fake. It looks like you printed it. No, it's very real. No, it's real. Look, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's extremely real. They just flipped it. <laughs> no, so, they switched it up. Yeah. So now it you, says two on there. Yeah, yeah, it says know. John Don they 2, they the switcheroo. switcheroo. They switched to maroon. Yeah, switcheroo. Switched to maroon. <laughs> <laughs> they even switched Julianne Moore and, and Scarlett Johansson's location on the box. <laughs> I love how they switched his face. <laughs> From looking Please tell to me looking there's a third one. Yes. So there's actually a, a third. A, it's a trilogy. So no. this next one is Don John's <laughs> with a dollar sign. James Cameron produced. James Cameron produced this one. It's starring uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I hope none of these have the DVD in them. They all do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if they were all like Tim and Eric. Holy so, shit. So Don Johns. Um, but a lot of people don't know. There's actually a fourth movie. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a Don, Don, Don. It's Don John 4, Revenge of Morbius. No. 
This is the Monster Energy <laughs> Extended Cut. I see oh. the tape over Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only one I haven't seen. That that's one's, crazy. That one's the best. That's the most Italian one. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my Instagram to see this shit. <laughs> Check out Kenny's Instagram at uh, Don this John. Is so fucking <laughs> yeah, it's starring Scarlett Jared Leto. <laughs> oh. Nice. Um, and then this one My is the last hurts. one. This oh, is no. the last this one. This is another one? <laughs> this one just came out. I oh, just shit. went to Best Buy to Since pick this Morbius? one up. Since Morbius? Since the Morbius one. That's crazy. This one just came out. The final ta- <laughs> the final chapter, Don John versus Click. Oh. Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Scarlett Adam Sandler, and Julianne Chris Walker. <laughs> that Chris actually... Walker? That, that's a That's a good one. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know who would win that fight. I know. Who would who would win in the fight? Don John versus Click. <laughs> so versus Chris I, Walker. I haven't seen this one. But this is the only one you haven't seen. This is Click Walker. I'm pretty sure the synopsis is that Click started watching porn on his TV and Don John was like, not <laughs> I'm not having it. He was like, no, I gotta see that. Don John's trying to steal the super remote so he can watch all the porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why Christopher Walken has a, a gun on the cover. <laughs> it's his appearance from Balls of Fury. <laughs> um, but I actually have six movies for you. Oh, no. Oh, great. The last one is like six uh, Dreamcatcher. Oh, thank you. I'll take your copy. You better not give him... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's mine. Put it on the shelf. The sixth one is Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar oh, Movie. Thank you. Oh, I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just have a bunch of these on layaway? Or you nope. Just, you just keep finding them? This one's not a Blu-ray. I just have the one that I'm giving you. What are you doing? You should have put Don John DVD inside of the DVD. (laughs) That'd be pretty good. Uh, But actually, I do have some presents for you. (laughs) Still plural? Yes. So this is a part of your Italian heritage. I got you a t-shirt. They don't wear t-shirts in Italy. (laughs) Be nice. It's a Sopranos t-shirt. Oh, Where'd you get that at? I got it. I don't remember. But I saw it, and I was like, if I'd seen Sopranos, I would want to wear that shirt. It's a sick-ass shirt. I almost got one at Urban Outfitters. Oh, really? Yeah, they had some Soprano shirts. Aren't they, like, fucking $30, though? Yeah. $37. Is it, it's, like, $30 a sleeve. Is it, like, $50? <laughs> yeah, it's $100. It's, like, $300. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking um, badass shirt. Thank you. And then the last thing I got you is... Uh, this pop of Mr. Sinister. <gasps> you know how many times I've almost gotten this for you? Dude, he's <laughs> so sinister looking. Dude, fuck yeah. It's a little damaged. It came from Great Britain. That's okay. But it's a British sinister. Exactly. Straight out of the Essex. It's authentic. <laughs> yes. That's what I, I thought you said straight out of the straight Essex <laughs> at first. So That's happy good. birthday, Kenny. Thank you. That's where British people get their pops from. <laughs> yeah. From their asses. Just stack of DVDs. I know. My fucking they actually call them stack poops. of seven DVDs. <laughs> Over in the UK, they call them poops. They call them poops. Yeah, Mr. Sinister. They call them uh, Funko poops. <laughs> yeah, Funko poops. Because straight out of the asses. Oh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you for the birthday presents. I yes. love them. I'm gonna of wear course. that Soprano shirt every single fucking day. <laughs> uh, rate and review us wherever you guys get podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, wherever you do it. The other places. You, wherever you get your dirty little fix. Where do you listen to podcasts, Rock? Spotify. Spotify. Rate us there. There you go. Yeah. You can do it. already said that one. <laughs> Rock, you got anything else to say? You want to plug anything? 
Yeah. Um, I've got my Instagram, which I'll sure, I'm sure you'll put in the, yes. the description. Be at Wend Rocky. Yes. I'm also going to put Analog Arcade. Oh, yeah. In the, that uh, uh, in the description. The gaming channel. Yes. We play video games. Ian's in quite a few episodes. Yep. I'm in I'm in the rampage episodes. You're still in the outro <laughs> that <laughs> nice. I need to change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um and yeah, it's just my art account. I I do have a YouTube channel for my art, but I don't really post anything anymore. <laughs> Those are so good busy. videos though. You did like a a series of like kind of like pseudo teaching yeah, lessons. It was, it was whenever we had to go uh online and I thought like, cool, this is going to be for a long time and I made maybe like 10 videos and then it never happened again. It's still pretty cool. I made the music for a couple of them. Yeah, I was really grateful for that. Uh, I do post videos of, like, my artwork, the the time lapse of the drawings that I do, and Ian made a good amount of music for those. There's a a cool cool. uh, Legend of Zelda one that I'm very... And the Bowser. uh, Oh, the Bowser one's fucking sick. Yeah, go check those out. Um, They're a lot of fun. Definitely think this world needs a little bit more Rocky and Ian collabs. (laughs) It's always magic when that happens, so... Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have our comic book on yeah. Webtoons. <laughs> we have a comic book on Webtoons. Uh, it's called The Atomic Youth. We have, I think, like two issues and a half issue up. Um, and then we also did one called Marble Orchard. Yeah. That so one's up there too, it's right? It's four total yeah. up on Webtoons right now. Yeah, and they're really good. I, I really enjoy them. I'm tooting my own horn right now. <laughs> Toot it. Right here. That's me tooting my horn. Rocky, before we go, do you want to press the sound button? No. <laughs> All right, well, then we'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time. Bye, Bye guys. guys. <laughs> play, play some outro music, Ian. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's, let's play some outro music. Um, I'm typing up the outro music right now. He's writing the lyrics. Just off. What the fuck? Todd? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait a minute. Go ahead, press the button, Rocky. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm gonna kill you. So long, gay Bowser. Please quiet. What? You're ugly. You're disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs>